welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So people often ask me about publishing trends and what the future of publishing is, and I want to talk about that just a little bit today. I, I, let, me, let me start with uh, a, a famous picture or a famous story about management and consulting and technology. Uh, back in the day when trains were the primary mode of transportation, there was a company that made most of the pole shades on the Pullman cars. Pullman was a, a brand of a train car. And they made most of the pole shades. You know what I'm talking about, the kind of thing that you grab a little rope, maybe that's got a little loop in it, and, and you pull the shade down over the window. You're, you may have them in your house, or maybe your grandmother had them. Well, this company made uh, almost all the pole shades for almost all the trains in America. But, you know, they, they realized they weren't going to hold that market share forever. And so they brought in a consultant. And uh, in a brilliant move, the consultant convinced this company that they were not in the pole shade business. They were in the light control business. And when the company began to broaden their understanding of who they were, they branched out into other areas. And in time, they became the primary producer of projectors for movie theaters. And this was just at the time when movies were just going gangbusters in America and became one of the most prosperous companies uh, in America. Now, if they had remained the Pullman car pole shade company, they would not have prospered very much. And eventually their day would have run out. But they defined themselves more broadly and they understood the times and the trends and capitalized on the trends and they accomplished great things. I, I think this is a great analogy for publishing today. And I think the best way I can probably illustrate this in terms of current trends is by talking just for a moment about the music industry. Many of you know that I live part of my year, most of my year, in Nashville, Tennessee. It's our home. And, uh, and I'm therefore, even though I'm not a musician or don't have any professional connection to the music industry, I've watched it over the years. I'm sure you know that it's been in pretty horrible decline. Well, the, the, the reason, I mean, there are many reasons, and we could pack my office with 50 different opinions and, and debate this on a podcast sometime. But, but the, the main reason, as I understand it, uh, is that the music industry got committed to album releases and tours as its primary vehicle of keeping market share, keeping itself before the public eye, um, as the primary vehicle of driving the momentum of its industry. Well, what it didn't do was keep up with uh, technology. So first came pirating of music, which was a result of technology and, of course, immorality. Pirating music is immoral uh, and shouldn't be done. It's theft. But, but that began to hurt them. You know, the, the bunch of websites that, uh, that, that specialized in that kind of pirating of music. Um, and, and then, of course, along came a legitimate source, which was iTunes. And uh, no longer was the big album release the thing. Um, most of us didn't own albums. I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when the Beatles came out with an album, you know, back in the day, back in the 70s, we all sat around, we stared at the cover, we talked about it. Um, and, and the album art was an essential part of the experience. And you listened to the whole album all the way through. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band or, or Elton John, Madman Across the Water or, you know, whoever. Moody, Moody Blues was one of my favorite. The same thing. The album was a total experience. Well, now I, I don't think I've bought an album in years and years and years. 
What do I do? Like everybody else, I download the songs I like off of iTunes. I carry them around in, 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 in an iPod. I don't even group them for the most part according to artists. I group them according to where, whether it's my workout playlist or something else. So all of that to say that the, that the, the technology uh, advanced, the music industry didn't keep up or didn't figure out ways to adapt and so it's in decline, even though the statistics show that more music is sold, more actual songs are sold today than ever in history. And, and music is a more popular force. I mean, look at American Idol and trends like that that are, that, that are so much about the love of music in our generation. So that's an example of how the technology is a force of its own to be recognize, uh, reckoned with in any industry. Well, the book industry is very much the same thing. I'm sure you know that whereas... 10, 20 years ago, the way that you bought a book, even five years ago maybe, the way that you read a book was to actually go to a bookstore and buy the actual physical book, and then you had a hardback or a paperback, and and uh, that's that's how you acquired a book. Then, of course, along came Amazon.com and some other online services, and maybe you could you know get around your local bookstore and buy them directly on the internet. You were usually paying the same price or close to it, and you didn't have the lovely experience of walking through uh, a used bookstore, still one of my favorite experiences in all of life. Well, then, of course, along came Kindles and ebook readers, and of course, the ultimate statement in all of this, I believe, which is the iPad. And now uh, you hear a lot about uh, mom and pop bookstores closing down. You know that some of the big chains are closing down, um, and or, or at least have gone filed for bankruptcy. And, and so there's a big change. And people are saying, you know, are we ever, are our books dying? Is it going away as a medium? Uh, what's happening? Uh, is the book industry over? What are the trends? And I get asked this all the time. Well, I, I got to tell you that it's interesting to me that all that's being asked at the same time that the statistic is that, or the statistics indicate that more books are being read today than ever. Isn't it funny that we talk about an industry in crisis at the same time that more books are being read than ever. And of course, it's the form in which they're being read, which is the issue. Um, I read books on my iPhone. I reverse the video, enlarge the font. I've read many, many, many books on my iPhone. My wife reads books on her iPad. Other people use a Kindle, uh, etc. There are other kinds of readers. And so the, 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 the love of books, the love of knowledge, the communication of knowledge and, and entertainment through books is absolutely not going away. In fact, it's more popular than ever. It's the way it's being done. And I want to just briefly tell you about a tour I took the other day of the Ingram facility uh, just outside of Nashville. Ingram is a, is a big book uh, distributor. Uh, many publishers sign distribution deals with Ingram, and then they distribute the books all over the world. Um, it's, it's a very successful company. It's, it's just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, not too far from a place called Smyrna, Tennessee, maybe 20 minutes from downtown Nashville. And I want to describe it to you because I want you to understand what's happening in terms of trends in the publishing industry, and then you'll understand why I'm so optimistic. As, as we toured this facility, uh, the print-on-demand facility is absolutely astonishing. Uh, Ingram can actually fulfill orders of just one or two books um, very quickly. And so, yes, you have the big orders of books that someone might place, uh, a school uh, uh, you know, for, its, for its textbooks or something of that nature. Um, 
But because of the technology, because of these machines they have, because of the way they have codes for the print and the paper type and the cover type and the, and the colors that are used and, and certain kinds of ink and all of that kind of thing, they can print five of one book and then change their settings and print 50 of another book and then print, then change their settings and print one of the next book so that when I place an order from Amazon.com online... It's very possible that that book, that actual physical book, will not have existed 48 hours before. I mean, obviously, the, the work of the author has existed, and there are copies of that book elsewhere in the world. But the book they send me may have been printed only after I placed my order at this Ingram facility in Smyrna, then put into an Amazon.com uh, mailer and sent to me. In other words, publishers now don't have to keep massive warehouses of books. Um, authors aren't dealt with in terms of how many books have to be held in stock and, and, and you know, great big warehouses with great big forklifts carrying great big books around and, and, and publishers even having to pay massive shipping costs and so on. Instead, facilities like Ingram allow for books to be printed literally on demand. That's what this technology is called. So that, so that, it wouldn't actually happen this way, but let me just use this for an example. I could call over to Ingram right now and say, would you please print a hard copy version of the latest Clancy novel? They could go, they, let's assume that they're already on contract to print that book. They, they set the relevant machine according to using the computer to set all the codes and stuff. Of course, all that's already in place and they just have to download a certain macro code, code and the book gets printed. It then gets sent to the right person who's binding, who's, who's, who's a packaging Amazon.com mailers today, and my book gets mailed out maybe even by the end of the day. Now, that technology is absolutely transforming publishing because what it's going to mean is that publishers only have to print as many as they need, and they can get them almost instantly. And that's now just the physical book. Of course, Ingram is also involved, like many other publishers, in the digital book. And of course, that's just ballooning. I mean, that's, that's taking it to a whole new level. The fact that I can sit on an airplane before a plane takes off, turn to my seatmate and say, what are you reading? They say, I'm reading this great book by such and such an author. And I can turn on my iPad or my iPhone and download the digital book before we even you know, take off so I can read the book on that flight. I mean, there's nothing better than that in terms of access. So the speed with which physical books can be printed, hardback and paperback, and of course, the unbelievable flexibility of digital books are absolutely transforming the industry. So what does this mean? It, it, it means that there are going to be more publishers, more players in the game. It means that you can have a publisher in an office suite anywhere in America. They don't have to own print, print, uh, printing presses. They don't have to even uh, do a lot of books in their first print run. It means that publishing is actually, actually going to become cheaper. Uh, some books will only be done digital. Uh, other books will be done largely digital and with some hard uh, physical printing, hard printing. Um, some books will be done you know, on massive scales of, uh, of both. But it's, uh, what's for sure is that the publishing industry is not going away. What's also certain is that it's, it's just like the music industry, the technology is changing everything. The good news is books are going to be read more, uh, going to be more of a force in our culture, going to be more available. And also, by the way, they're going to be more accessible to more people. One of the things that's angered me in my life uh, is when I find out that 
um, a college textbook uh, for college kids, which of course are the folks we ought to be most helping in this society in terms of reading and getting an education, uh, is $200, $300, $400 um, because some professor wrote a book or his friend wrote a book and then a publisher only prints a limited amount. So the book ends up being two or three or $400. Well, now with digital textbooks, which of course Ingram is also, uh, uh, you know, developing and working on, uh, now that can be almost free to the student. And with the note taking tech- technology that's built into these e-readers, it's going to be an awesome age in which to live. So overall trends, positive for the number of books read, positive for a literate society, uh, positive for the, the, the thriving world of books. For those of us who love books, we're going to love them in a big way and have a lot of them. Um, but uh, for those of us in the publishing industry, the opportunity for more publishers to come online, more specialty niche kind of publishers, um, the overheads to be smaller, um, the, the, the flexibility to be greater, all of that's positive. All of that's going to mean a great day. And I got to tell you, when I left that place, I was more excited to be an author than ever before. So don't believe that the book is going away as a medium. It's absolutely going, uh, it's absolutely staying with us. And it's going to be better than ever. In fact, I'm very excited about the books where I'm reading along and suddenly a city is mentioned and I can tap on that city and I can watch a video about that city or read additional information or, or look up a word I don't know. I mean, the opportunities are endless. And by the way, I noticed the other day, and of course I have no association with any of these companies, so I'm not selling anything. I noticed the other day the, 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 the Google, uh, I'm sorry, the Amazon Kindle right now is about a hundred bucks. I mean, it's just, it's just so accessible. So publishing's on the rise. Great days are coming. Don't be discouraged. This Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at mansfieldgroup.com.